management education. Hello and welcome to the Management Education Podcast of the Management Center Innsbruck. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bokodistov. Welcome to the next episode of the mini-series on teaching with cases. In our previous episode, we talked about a book by William Allett, where the author proposed to differentiate between three core scenarios in cases. The first core scenario is the decision scenario. It means the main character has to make a decision, and there is explicit question, usually at the beginning or at the end of the case, where the key protagonist has to make a decision. And you have to take the role of this protagonist and find a way how to make a good decision. In the second core scenario, we talk about evaluation. And in the, in the event of an evaluation, we try to understand better the situation, to understand better personalities, to understand the industry, the market, and try to draw a good conclusion. And based on this conclusion, we can propose a much better action plan. The third type in our summary is the problem diagnosing scenario or just the diagnosing scenario. In this event, you have to understand what is the cause for the problem described in the case. Professor Ellett proposes you to start reading with the first and the last paragraph of the case to understand better what is exactly expected from you. If you see that the case starts with a problem description and at the end you receive the question mark, for example, what kind of decision is better to make or what would be better to produce product A or product B, then you know it is about a decision scenario. I think decision scenarios are one of the most popular scenarios in the world of cases. If you discover that you have to do with a decision scenario, you have to go through several steps. William Allard proposes five steps. The first one is you have to state the decision that needs to be made. It means that you have to summarize when you make your analysis, when you write your essay, what is actually the decision which you have to make. It can indeed happen that in some cases the decision is not written explicitly, but it is assumed that you will understand that you have to make a decision and you have to make this decision explicit. If it is already there, you have to state it, you have to write it one more time and explain how did it came up to the situation where the decision is needed. Here you have also to propose some options. Usually you can find these options already in the case. Usually half in the case the notion that you have to produce product A or product B and then you have three options that you produce either product A or product B or you try to produce both of these products maybe you can find a solution which allows you for a simultaneous production of both products. It can happen that decision options are not explicit but usually it's easy to understand what is expected from you. In my previous episode I mentioned a case when a middle-level manager discovers that some of his employees have some symptoms of burnout. And I 
didn't really ask for a decision and what kind of options there should be, but you can assume that there are only three options, like ignoring the problem, because it can happen that these are not symptoms of burnout. You can really go into detail and try to treat burnout and try to organize burnout prevention in your firm. In this case, you would do something like this if you really have severe burnout and you know it is burnout and not just some symptoms of it. And possibly there is a third option where you try to propose some early indicators of burnout, which means that you do not really involve into this task because it you decide, for example, it is not burnout, but it could be a great idea to develop something like early indication for burnout in your firm. After you have noticed or after you announced what kind of decision options were at hand, you have to say what is your recommended decision option. And in this case, you say, for example, that you would like to go for an option A. It means ignoring burnout situation because you assume the, there is not sufficient evidence for diagnosing burnout by these employees, which I mentioned in the previous case. Then you will have to explain in your analysis how you came up with this decision. In this case, you have to introduce decision criteria. It means you have to give your professor or the reader of your essay a good understanding of how you came up with this decision and why you decided that from this two or three decision options, the selected by you is the correct one. The criteria for decisions are usually not mentioned in the case, and you have to introduce them on your own. These criteria usually come from theory or from your experience, from your observation, but it is usually expected that you apply one or two theories and explain why exactly you have taken this decision. I give you an example. In the event of burnout, we have two good theories which could explain burnout. The one is the theory proposed by Maslach and followers. And according to the theory of Maslach, burnout is created by three dimensions. The first one is the emotional exhaustion, the second one is the cynicism, and the third one is the low self-efficacy, when people stop believing that they can achieve something or the things they achieve are due to their efforts. An alternative explanation would be the Copenhagen Burnout Inventory by Christensen and colleagues, and they said that emotional exhaustion is actually the core of burnout. Cynicism and low self-efficacy are other consequences of burnout. So you can take one of these two theories and according to the theory which you have selected, you can look for evidence which will support, for example, that burnout is present or not present. If there are symptoms of cynicism or low self-efficacy, in this case you can argue using the theory by Christensen, actually it is already the consequence of burnout, and it would imply that burnout is actually present and probably in a severe form. If you stick to the theory by Maslach and followers, you can say that there are some indications from burnout and you can look for further evidence in the case. Based on this criteria, whether, for example, burnout is present or not present, you can present an action plan. Let's assume that we have taken the theory by Maslach and followers and we decided burnout is not actually present. There are some signs, but there is no evidence for a severe burnout in the firm. In this case, should you intervene, should you 
let's say, abuse your employees with additional tests, with uh, interviews? Probably not. Another decision option would be the correct one. The one with ignoring burnout or maybe taking something in the middle where you ignore the current situation but you try to introduce some indicators on burnout prevention. If we have taken the theory by Christensen and colleagues, we could have argued that burnout is already there, and in this case we would have to propose a completely different action plan. We would have to think about some actions aiming at treating burnout and aiming at burnout prevention in the future. After you provide your action plan, you have to do it also in a very specific way. William Allett proposes that you make your recommendation in three steps. The short-term recommendation, the mid-term recommendation and the long-term recommendation. There is of course a trick, because it is hard to understand what is long-term and what is short-term because some things which you can make immediately, sounds like a short term, can have long-lasting consequences, which sounds like long-term actions. And he proposes a very clever decision in this regard. He says, we have to see which actions cannot be done without the other actions done before. Those which have to be the first one doesn't matter whether the consequence will appear immediately in a short term or later in a long or mid-term perspective, they have to be introduced as short-term actions. Then they have to be followed by mid-term and then they have to be followed by long-term action propositions. In many cases students just avoid mid-term because they want to focus on something and they don't want to go too deep into detail. Sometimes they just don't have space because we ask our students to restrict they ever say it, let's say, by 1,500 words. The other thing which I like by William Allard is his approach to the number of criteria. And he says that there might be many criteria, but try to select the three to five most important, those which have the crucial impact on your decision. There may be many, many reasons for why you should go for option A or option B. Try to focus on some of them and argue very good and ignore those which are less relevant. At the end you need some very convincing criteria and if you have a dozen of them just select three or five which are the strongest one and try to argue over its strength and try to introduce evidence which will support this criteria and which will explain why you should go for, for the option A or the option B. I hope this was helpful and I hope it will help you write your essay, it will help you analyze a case. Next time you see a case which requires from you a decision, think about this podcast, think about the criteria which you have to introduce, think about the action plan and think about the overall structure which will help you make your analysis very convincing for your colleagues, for your professor and later for your employer. Thank you for being with me. I wish you all the best. I wish you good luck. Don't forget to rate our podcast wherever you are listening to it. It does matter. All the best to you. Good luck.